Yo, yo, welcome to another episode of the one and only Minnesota Sports Podcast, the number one. Today, I am joined by my co-host, long-awaited Bailey Greenman. I am back, and let me tell you, I am exuberated as ever. Can't wait to get into this. Sorry, guys, it's been a while since our last video. Had a few things going on, but now we are back. Full sports while we are getting close to NFL season. It is time. Let's go. Yes, sir. I'm I'm excited with that energy. Um, I know it's it's been tough with having a phone for two weeks in the past, like two months. So I'm glad you have a phone. Five Five months. Oh, two week, two weeks and five months. Correction. So I'm glad you have a phone. I'm glad you're able to to join again. And we are we are talking about some NFL. What's up? I said I'm ready to put this one in the garbage. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Well, today we have a full slate of sports to talk about, especially in Minnesota. And we will start off with the Minnesota Vikings. Since we last gathered together, we just started training camp. And to start, Irv Smith, our boy, my man that I thought was the the dude to watch, got injured and needed thumb surgery. So he got that on August 2nd. And good thing is he's expected to return week one versus the Packers. I think that'll be big for us because we don't have too much tight end depth right now. Um, we, Obviously. <laughs> we recently also had a joint practice with the 49ers before playing them. And before we continue with that, I want to go over – the first preseason game with the Raiders, which was an exciting one because the Vikings kept it close for the most part. But when they were one score down, they needed an onside kick recovery and didn't get it and needed a third down or a three and out and didn't get that. So, my my thing about the game was our defense wasn't looking too hot. That's that's something to be expected, changing from a 4-3 to a 3-4 defense. We held out all our starters that game, most of our starters. I know we uh, let Jordan Hicks play for the first series, but other than that, it was the young guys and the backups playing so we can – get an understanding of who is going to be rising this year. But from that game in the Vikings versus Raiders week one preseason for us, Kellen Mond went nine for 14, 119 yards. He had two touchdowns and ended with a passer rating of 130.7. Sean Mannion, who started the game, also had a decent, decent outing with, 8 for 12 for 79 oh, yards and an 85.1 rating. Bales, what did you think about the QB play 
versus the Raiders. Oh, versus the Raiders. You know, my boy Mond, he came out, he lit it up. I was proud. Like, obviously, Mannion started, Mond finished, and then they started alternating. And uh, I like what I saw out of Mond. And it sucks for what happened this week, which we'll get into, I'm sure. But, I mean, Minion, he's playing like a Minion. He's a guy, you know, he can run an offense. He can do whatever they need him to do, do reads. But that's, he. no, I'm not a fan. He needs to go. Maybe he could be like an assistant coach or a quarterback's coach if, like, they're good friends with Kirk Cousins, but whatever. Yep, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, Sean Mannion, he's just he, – he doesn't have the athletic ability to keep up with starters in the NFL if if Kirk Cousins does get hurt. Uh, we will talk more about the QBs in a second, but I do want to touch on who else shined on our offense in week one was the running backs, more so – not named Dalvin Cook or Alexander Mattinson. It was Ty Chandler and Nwangwu. I think it's Kenne Nwangwu. I'm sorry if I butchered the name. But Chandler ended with five carries for 50 yards, and Nwangwu ended with seven carries for 41 yards. It seemed like every time we were running the ball, we, we were able to gain good yards. So it was a good thing to see that we have other running backs, not named Dalvin Cook, that we can, we can give the ball and get a good outing from it. Do you have anything to add for, for those running backs, especially yeah. one? Oh, he, uh he's a great return man. He has a speed size. He's going to be a special team. All the way. He's just getting to touch the ball. So he'll, I mean, Ty Chandler is impressing everybody. He's so short, big, he can move. I want to see what they do. But this is like the Vikings thing. Madison's good. You know, NFL is saying we have the number three deepest running back corpse. But we always are drafting these good running backs. Yeah. Why can't we get like draft some good like old linemen or like <laughs> that's what like, I that's exactly what I want to say. Running backs. Mike Boone was a beast. Yep. You know, before that, uh he was good with us, and then we traded up to the 49ers. You know, talking about McKinnon. Oh yes, Jarek McKinnon for sure. But he but, was always injured. Like, he was always injured. But them, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, we, I don't know what it is. Like, keep our running backs coach, but also we don't need a draft a running back every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, well, yeah. It's it's always good to have a nice, a good running back, especially with Dalvin, Dalvin Cook getting injured every year. It seems like uh, hasn't had a full full sixteen games ever in his career, and you can only imagine what he could do in a full 17 game season. So um keep keep Wearing those running backs four. coming. It, it's Red. good. 
Yeah, and and he's number four now. Um, he's ready. Yep. To add to add to that game, we on defense allowed eight for seventeen third down conversions. I definitely thought our defense was struggling the first game. Not a big surprise with that big of a change. Like I said earlier, going from a four three to a three four. It having a new coach and that's things to be expected. It's good to have these struggles in the preseason rather than the regular season. It's a learning process and hopefully we're able to learn faster and sooner rather than later. Another, another thing to look at, which was negative, but also positive because it's happening in the preseason was penalties. In total, we had eight penalties for 71 yards compared to the Raiders, four penalties for 29 yards. Um, just like I said, it's good. To have, I like it. Yeah, it's good to have these things corrected in the preseason rather than getting that surprise in the regular season and having to go into practice and, you know, running with it, hopefully trying to get that figured out. Um, but I think that's also kind of from us not playing our starters. We have all these hungry young kids out there Yep, that are going, they're excited to be out there. They're anxious. Like, yes, they're not refined, but I, I first game, like having penalties like that, I would like it because they're excited to be there. I see. I mean, if you're playing a perfect game week one preseason with all backups, then like you're not motivated. Yeah. For sure. Like you said, air them out in the preseason. Yep. And I definitely heard all the backlash of a preseason game you could think of from the Raiders fan himself, Miguel. Uh, he, he was giving me all the <laughs> I could take for a preseason game. He, he even tweeted at me, calling me out, oh. chirping as much. And I'm like, man, it's a preseason game. It was it was a good preseason game, though. <laughs> Chirping. We're at hockey already? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so moving on to week two versus the 49ers. Um, like I said earlier, we had a joint practice with them August 17th and 18th before actually playing them on August 20th. I... Didn't watch the game. I saw some tweets as the week went on and saw that there was a scuffle with how the Niners were playing with a chip on the shoulder with at a joint practice. So uh, it was something like Thielen caught the ball and he was hit hard. And I think it was Dalvin Cook ran the ball and also got hit hard, which it's, it's, it's a joint practice in the preseason. We don't want anybody getting hurt. I I could see why a scuffle ended, ended that, you know, and. Uh, yeah. In. But that's the reason why we didn't play people yeah. in. There's no point. Like we practice with them all week. Yep. I'd rather just see. I think preseason is going to be just yep. young kids finding it out. Yeah, for sure. 
they get their sure. chance on TV and then let the big boys play when everybody really cares. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think preseason is good for the young guys because you do see players, young players, going going at it 100% and fighting for a roster spot. And if not a roster spot for the team they play for in the preseason, hopefully a roster spot for another team in the regular season. You know, so they're they're putting it out all on the line, and that's something to be entertained about. Um, but moving into the game, no other football has preseason though. High school, college, it's gonna get phased out eventually. But unless we kind of go to just like youngsters like battling out two hundred, you know, yards of penalty. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, moving forward, moving forward into the game, uh, we ended up losing to the 49ers in week three, officially week two for us. Um, seventeen to seven. I'll read some stats off, and like I said, I didn't I didn't watch it, so I I don't know how that really went. But Kellen Mond went 10 for 20 for 82 yards and two interceptions. Sean Mannion with 10 for 15 for 65 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Ty Chandler getting the most carries out of the running backs with five carries, 19 yards, and the lone touchdown. Alexander Mattinson. And Brian Kobach both had three carries for 17 yards. And Nwangwu sadly had two carries for only four yards. Um, first of all, Bales, how did you get to watch the game at all? Yeah. Yeah. I got to catch it. How did it go? Well, so we started off, you know, Kellen Mond. Which I liked the move. Uh, he had a couple good completions right away, a couple drops. That interception kind of really derailed him. Yep. And then it was just down from there. Yeah. And then put together a couple good throws. I mean, I forget what was it, 14 times we ran the ball total. We were just dropping back and passing. Yeah. I feel like that whole game was just who's going to fight for the QB2 spot. Yep. And And I feel like as a defense that you just see them dropping back and passing. Yeah. Of course, the aren't going to be very good, obviously. Like, I don't – but, I mean, I don't know. I was – it was just a dumb game to watch, honestly. It's a preseason game. You can't really look too much into it. But I do want to highlight an article that I ran into while looking for information about this game. And it's from thevikingage.com. The article is three silver linings from the Vikings' second loss of the 2022 season. So... The first silver lining was Booth avoids major injury. That's a big 
Like sweat taking off because you know he he was drafted in the second round, dropped to the second round because of his injury problems, and it was a non-contact injury. But Kevin O'Connell talked about it in the post game and said he was he re-aggravated an injury that he had already and could be back as soon as this week. So that's that's a relief. Uh, the second silver lining was Minnesota kept 27 players out. So we didn't really show the talent that we have. We more so put out the talent that we could possibly have. And the third silver lining was out of the 27 players not playing. We did have bright spots and I'm going to read it from the article saying, highlighting those players, Patrick Jones, uh, Looks like an edge rusher. He He's had a good preseason and camp. He's explosive off the edge. While he isn't always the first one hitting the quarterback, he's the one causing the protection to break down, allowing his teammates to go home. Jones won't be starting the season, but he should see significant reps as he comes in to relieve both Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith each week. From what we've seen from him so far, Minnesota's pass rush shouldn't take too much of a dip when he's in there. Another Vikings player to look at was a Caleb Evans. First of all, I'm going to say this guy is active on Twitter and I love it. I, I see him every time on, on the, the one Minnesota pod, which is uh, the, the Twitter account for, for this podcast. And Caleb Evans dyed his hair purple. He's a, uh, a rookie. I think we drafted him in I think the fifth round. And out of this game, he ended with 10 tackles, showing the eagerness to come up and lay a hit on no matter who was carrying the rock from the vikingage.com. Evans is a little buried on a depth chart, but the team should feel good if they need to call him on at some point during the season. The final dog Minnesota found on Saturday was defensive tackle T.Y. McGill. Coming off a two-sack game against the Raiders, maybe he wasn't found on Saturday, but McGill had one-and-a-half sack, sacks against the Niners and was consistently creating interior pressure, making life hard for San Francisco quarterback Brock Purdy, who I don't know. McGill has done more with his reps than anyone on the team, and it should be it would be a shock at this point if he doesn't make the final 53-man roster. That is all from thevikingage.com. I, I love reading these articles because from a 17-7 defeat in the preseason game, from what Bailey said, it was kind of boring to watch. At least there was some positives to uh, think about. What do you think about that article, Bales? I like that article, and McGill really stood out to me. I believe uh, Patrick Jones, I think we drafted him last year Yeah, from North Carolina. And uh, I think he was around like four or five in the round picks that we had. And uh, we always hit some gold with that with, you know, Hunter and 
don't get me started on running backs again either. <laughs> but like <laughs> it's something that you know we uh we do well. And I was really it looked like the Fortnite's were trying to give us a game towards the end of it. Yeah. And defense really showed out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it was exciting to see. Yeah. But I mean it was article. Very solid. Yeah, how was did we have a lot of penalties that game? Uh, it was decent. Got better. I wasn't really paying attention too much. Like it was I was just amazing. Oh man. I mean, I don't think it was a very penalized, but don't quote me on that because I was really into it. I was excited. I finally had my damn Bailey jersey on. Finally got it. <laughs> Out of storage. Yeah. You know, we, we all thought he was going to be a good good signing, but that ended very poorly. For sure. Um, it did. But I want to I get into the hot talk of the Minnesota Vikings. Just trading for Nick Mullins. Yes. So the details on the trade, we got Nick Mullins for a conditional – seventh round pick in 2024 so that that's a steal in my books um i think i think bailey also agrees with me with the play that we had with mond and mannion both struggling against the niners um fighting for that backup spot this is something to make the backup quarterback role a little bit more enticing. And I don't see us keeping four quarterbacks on this team. So it'll be interesting to see how this, this plays out, but I want to, I want to give Bales the floor here. What do you think about the signing? I think it was great. It was a great, trade that's why i'm at draft choice 2024 conditional seventh round pick for nick mullins yeah beautiful for sure i mean he had some good quality start for the 49ers a year or two ago yeah i think it was two years ago because they had trey land yeah so two two years ago (laughs) yeah but um i think that's exactly what we needed I'm a big bond guy. Got some uh, personal uh, things for that, so I'm always rooting for him. I hope that we uh, keep him on the practice squad at least, because I only see us carrying those two, and then Mon maybe practice squatter. You know, I see that perfect. She still has some great qualities. For sure, it's only but, his uh, second year. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been able to talk to him a couple times, and like he's a motivated kid. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't see anything bad. I'm always rooting for the kid. So, Minion needs to go. He'll be cut. Bye. By the fifty-three man. Maybe Mullen won't. Maybe Mullins won't uh, play this week. Maybe he doesn't have enough time. I mean, obviously he will because we got him. Yeah, but uh. 
Yeah, I think it's just going to be a battle for those two. But I think Minion is just going to go. I don't know. He, it's he's on borrowed time. Yeah, he is. He I think he's pretty old too, right? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Maybe like an assistant coach or something. Because I think he's with uh, Kirk Cousins. They're buddies. Oh, yeah. Sean Mannion is 30 years old. So not not old for quarterback, but he's getting up there compared to Kellen Mond being 24, I believe. So not too much there. Well, and your, What's your Cowboys, who is their quarterback that turned to a quarterback? Kellen Moore? Yeah, Kellen Moore. He he was a backup, and then he he turned the offensive coordinator, and actually had a lot of offers to be a coach for for other teams. But I believe he stayed with the Cowboys. Um, seeing how they play, it, it reminds me a lot of when Tony Romo was playing. A lot of runs on first down, and play actions on second and short and running it for the first down on third down. So, you know, when you watch a team so much, you you, you just know how they play. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to forget that that part of my past, especially once they let go of Tony Romo. That's when I stopped because I'm like, man, this dude has been loyal his whole career, and you're going to give the young guy the start in the playoffs when – Romo was definitely the dude that should have started. In my opinion, I'm just a dude. So that was my opinion. Um, but moving on to more important things to end off this, this uh, talk of the Vikings. Nick Mullins spent time with the Niners, Browns, and the Raiders. He's appeared in 20 games throughout his four years in the NFL, has thrown for 4,861 yards and a touchdown inter interception ratio of 26 to 22. I remember him playing on the Niners mainly because he he was uh, a riser. And when they were struggling, he he got games for them when they were not expected to win. So it'll be exciting to watch how this last end of the preseason goes and see how the depth chart ends up. We, I can see us keeping three quarterbacks personally. So we'll have to see. I, I hope we keep Kalamon because he's got more potential compared to Sean Mannion. Um, he's younger. He's more athletic. And that is how the league is turning. But I, I also think Nick Mullins is a perfect backup for Kirk Cousins because he is a pocket passer. He's got speed, but he's not that guy to run run when he's under pressure. He's got speed. He doesn't have the young athletic speed that Kellen Mond has, but he can run it when yeah, there's... Kellen Mond doesn't have speed either, but he has more speed. Like he has like if you were to say anybody has speed, I would say Kellen Mond has speed. Oh, for sure, yeah. Out of all the quarterbacks in that room, yes. But I'm saying that's why I like him. It's deceivable. That Oakland Raiders. Nick Mullins got the deceivable play. speed. 
Yes, he does. Nick Mullins He's got the too, speed where sure. there's ten. There, there's the closest defender is ten yards away, and he can gain five yards. And that's, that's true. A solid. That's a solid pickup for for a down. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna discount that. Um, I agree. I'm excited to see how this plays out. I think three quarterbacks are going to be playing this last preseason game against the Broncos. Maybe we see Russell Wilson play his first snap against or with the Denver, but I I'm looking at it as if we play our starters, it's going to be for one maybe two series just to avoid injury and we'll let the young guys duke it out to play for their roster spot so i'm excited to see how the rest of this preseason goes and especially moving forward with our fantasy teams we just drafted bales greenman with no well, you drafted having auto draft <laughs> I am open Damn. for <laughs> I'm open for trades. I'm flipping the sign right now. Just saying, please make a trade. Please make a trade. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even want to look at my team. I had to have Rake and tell me yeah. which my team was. Yeah, the update you on, on how we got that some went. work to do. Bale said it perfectly for his team. He's got work to do. I was able to snag a a trade, which I think I won because I'm I'm a Minnesota Vikings fans, just just like most of you are that are listening. I got Adam Thielen for Marvin Jones. Bad, bad trade. I told him this right away. All right, guys. So this is good. We're just gonna keep talking. Full <laughs> prediction: KJ Osborne is gonna have more receiving yards than Adam Thielen. With Ooh. them doing this levels concept. Hundred percent. They're loving KJ Osborne. I loved what I saw from yesterday. He's got a more prominent role with all these three wide receiver sets. And if Irv Smith Jr. can start playing, boom. I'm not saying more touchdowns because we know what Adam Thielen does. His route work, his route running is phenomenal. Yeah, but he's not going to be running those deep routes. KJ Osborne, Justin Jefferson, like. KJ Osborne will have more wide receiving yards this year. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my my bold prediction out on the other side of the football is the Minnesota Vikings will be a top 10 defense in the NFL this year. Not only in the NFL, <laughs> but in fantasy points. With the addition of Zadarius Smith. Jordan Hicks, possibly, I'm hoping, all Minnesota Vikings fans are hoping, and Dominican Sue in free agency. I knew you are going to say that. Hoping. Um, I think that we are going to be able to get more points as a defense uh, with, with sacks and at least rushes. Most likely interceptions. I think we are going to be a top 10 defense, which will only complement our high-powered offense. 
So that's my bold prediction. Top 10 defense in the NFL. Ooh, now, yeah. that is bold. I don't think mine's very bold because <laughs> I have some good logic. Yours is just downright crazy. Top 10, but I will see it. I could see it. Maybe. We, we I don't, don't know. I'm not him, confident. But we'll we see. don't call them too realistic. We call them bold predictions for a reason, baby. I'm hoping. <laughs> I am hoping this this goes well. Um, to, to I just think I point, convinced the people that KJ Osborne could beat Adam Thielen. You didn't convince me. I don't know if you could convince anybody about that. But, yeah, maybe. Maybe fancy. I'm hoping with the with the addition of Jordan Hicks and having that chemistry that I'm reading about with Hicks and Kendricks that that will play out. Having Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith on both sides of the edge, that's something to look out for. We already know Hitman's going to have a better year. Patrick Peterson more of a mentor. But we have Andrew Booth coming coming off, a Caleb Evans. He's looking like a, a person that can be a rotation player. Lewis Sign, I know he's a rookie as well. But, you know, big things have happened. Look at the Cowboys, just like we were talking about earlier. They had Trayvon Diggs, who gave up the most receiving yards, but also had the most interceptions in the NFL. Which one, would you like that? I don't know how I like that. I, I don't like that. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know. I, I would not <laughs> like that. Um, but that is also, a Diggs-esque still move, though. Like, Stefan Diggs that we just saw, like, those brothers are alike. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis Sign. I'm going to put up the plays, but I'm going to bitch. <laughs> Part of my French one. Lewis Sign. I don't, I don't know if he's going to start. At, at safety, but I think more than likely he's going to be rotational at least. And having a first-round pick, being a first-round pick, being the college football defensive player of the game, like that's something to look at as well. So top 10 defense, realistic, but also very bold. Yeah. Oh, I convinced you no, a little you, bit. You got, there you go. I mean, I – yeah, you did. There you, you did. go. That's all I need. If I can convince <laughs> you, I can convince hopeful Minnesota Vikings fans, man. And I'm one of them. You're one of them. That's all we are. <laughs> uh, see, now that's the energy I need every time. Yes, sir. There it is. I love it. I love it. Perfect. Well, yeah. Yes, sir. Well, I believe you. I believe that- you. With that positive three four, I I'm glad to have been able to show the light to Bales. Um, we are gonna close this episode out. I know we only talked about the the Vikings, but man, they, we are excited for Vikings football to see to be the up and comers and more so the underdogs this year. It's better to be an underdog than a favorite, in my opinion. I I'm excited to see what the year has for us. We we haven't talked about JJ. We haven't talked about Thielen. We haven't talked about Dalvin Cook much. And we haven't talked about Kirk Cousins. Those are our core players on offense. 
we haven't talked much about our defense other than the bold prediction. So with that, I'm going to leave you. Bales is going to be joining me for the next episode and hopefully more episodes moving forward. And hopefully we're going to leave. I don't know. I mean, hopefully I have a phone. You lost at a good yeah. time. <laughs> so we will we'll be seeing you next time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving us the time of day. And we hope that you have the greatest of days, just like the Minnesota Vikings future. Peace. Oh.